to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we'll be finishing up the last of our divisional preview episodes. We'll be previewing the AFC South and the AFC West today. So over the last three weeks, we've previewed all the other divisions for fantasy football. Um, This is a fantasy football preview, of course. And uh, we'll get into the last two after a quick piece of news that is relevant for fantasy. We haven't had one of those in or, I mean, there's always a small pieces of news, but we haven't had a big one that's pretty relevant for a little while. And then we'll discuss our future podcast schedule because our next podcast, Chris, this is so exciting to say, our next podcast mm-hmm. is going to be our week one preview. There we go. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited. Yeah, so we will discuss that. I'm excited, too. Like As you can tell, we will discuss that after this news, the future podcast schedule. But um, let's get started. So the... Jacksonville Jaguars have finally gotten with Yannick Ngakwe's program, I guess you could say. Uh, well, obviously, he's been asking for a trade for a little while. Um, I think he's been unhappy with the team for about a year now. He finally mm-hmm. gets traded to the Minnesota Vikings, who de- did need him after the loss of Everson Griffin. The Vikings yeah. will trade away a second rounder and a pick that could be between, be between a third and a fifth rounder. I would say it's most likely going to be a fourth because it's a fourth rounder if he makes the Pro Bowl, a fifth if he a third if he makes the Pro Bowl and the Vikings win the Super Bowl, and a fifth if neither of those happen. So I'd say it's probably a second and a fourth. But um, Ngakwe is gone mm-hmm. from the Jags. And this makes yeah. the Vikings defense – I mean, they were more of a ba- – they were an okay option, more of a back-end defense option in the starting role. But I think this boots them up to a mid-range starting unit. Yeah, definitely. I've actually got lucky and got uh, the Vikings in our fantasy football league. By the way, we have to uh, mention our fantasy football draft. But uh, Oh, we yeah. mentioned that last week. Well, I know, I know, I know, but we got we got we can talk about it, or not, not the draft, I guess, but uh, a little bit of news, yeah. So I managed to get the the Vikings defense, which is really good for my team. So I'm really happy with that now, because I was struggling at the uh, defensive position. Yeah, I mean, you had the Seahawks, so that was mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah, so, that was a. I mean, was... Jam- the, Jamal Adams should improve them, but they're not mm-hmm. that great. Yeah, they're just not that good, especially if they don't have Jadeveon Clowney. I mean, if they get Clowney, then I might have to consider getting them back. But at the moment, I'm definitely taking. Vikings with Ngakwe. Yeah, Mr. Lucky didn't even use his knowledge of the, them getting Ngakwe. They he literally added them the day before the trade. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so he no, got no, him. I did have idea. I have inside news. That's why you should listen to the podcast we do because I have inside news on all NFL things. Yeah, I was talking to the Jags owner Shad Khan the other day, and he was yeah. talking about how they were going to trade Ngakwe sometime over the next few hours, and then they did. Yeah, so that's why I'm so good at fantasy football. Yeah, exactly. We have all that inside knowledge. So, um, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday. This will be released at 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific uh, tomorrow or today because you're listening to this on Monday. Um, I hope I hope you're not listening to this later than Monday because then you're not a true fan. You're not listening to this on time. Chris is back for the full episode yeah. today. And um, want to discuss our future podcast schedule? Sure. Oh, I, Chris writes, talk about our draft on the note sheet in all caps, yeah. but we will discuss our future podcast schedule. So obviously the NFL season kicks off in 11 days with the Chiefs and the Texans coming up mm-hmm. this Thursday, yeah. no, next oh Thursday my. night. I'm so excited. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but it's next Thursday night. It's crazy. I know I uh-huh. just said crazy, but it's actually really crazy. Wait, is it 11 days? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's 11 now. It was oh, 12 for some yesterday. reason I was thinking it was four. Like I was oh, thinking no, well, it was it's not this Thursday. Thursday. It's the Thursday after this Wait. Thursday. 
Okay, yeah. So we have to tell, wait. What are we doing for next week? What's our next? Show? It's well. It's well. This is what we'll explain because the future podcast schedule. I don't think we'll be releasing an episode for another ten days. So or no nine days because this releases on Monday. I keep getting confused because wait, mm-hmm. hold on, wait. I'm I'm really. Uh, I was really tired during the notes. I, I, I woke myself up with a slap to the face during the notes, but I was like asking Chris questions like, who's the Chargers' tight end again when we were writing in notes? Yeah. And I was super tired, but now I'm good. Now I'm okay. And that slap really woke me up. So, but wait. So yeah, nine days. And then days. he forgets the schedule. It obviously didn't. Wait, no, 10 days. No, because it releases on Monday. And then it's the next podcast releases the Wednesday after this Wednesday. And so that's the day before the season starts. In the season, no, wait. Oh no, the season. Okay. Calvin, <laughs> this is the to, worst like, start to a podcast to ed- ever. Yeah, we might have to like be editing this out. I mean, I think are we gonna re- want to restart, Chris? We should restart this. No, 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 no. Let's keep going. We got this, Calvin. <laughs> yeah, no. persevere, persevere. Yeah, we're gonna persevere. This is the worst start to a podcast we've ever had. So <laughs> Monday, tomorrow is ten days from the season, right? Which is today. Because let's just pretend today's Monday because that's when we release this. So today's mm-hmm. Monday, and uh, it's disappointing because we just ended the weekend, and Chris is supposed to be at school right now. But mm-hmm. the, the, um, this season kicks off in 10 days from today, Monday. So our next podcast will be the night before the season kicks off. So 10 days to one day will be – or not the night before, the day before – so that'll, that'll be nine days from this when this, this is released. We'll be recording podcasts most likely every Tuesday and then releasing them on Wednesday. We'll let you know if anything changes because the, things might change, might have conflicts. But the plan is to either release on Wednesday, like first thing in the morning at 3 a.m. Eastern, or maybe like possibly Tuesday night at around 9 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned on our uh, Twitter at SGF Pod for updates. So mm-hmm. we got through it. And – Let's talk about what's going to be in these podcasts, though, because this is what you mm-hmm. want to hear. We're going to have weekly updates about everything to do with the week. We'll talk about some big questions, probably, uh, right, Chris? Like about mm-hmm. the week, definitely. Yeah, okay. that's so important because it's really important. A lot of people come in looking for specific questions and answers. So we'll start out with, or not start out, but we'll have a segment definitely covering some of those biggest ones that a lot of people are asking. Yeah, so we'll do that for sure. Then next we got waiver wire so for waiver wire this is something we need to explain too because um on our website sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy uh you'll find a list of players because obviously our podcast is going to be coming out either close to or after the waiver period so you can find basically i'll probably write the article each monday and then update it tuesday morning if there's anybody that needs to be added but there'll be a weekly urgent ad section that I'll be writing on the site. So you can see it right in the tabs. It's called urgent ads on sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. Um, I'll be writing about all the guys who will probably be off the waiver wire after the waiver period ends, like handcuffs in the start where the starters gotten hurt. Those will be in that article. That way you don't miss out on those guys. And we'll still talk about those guys in the episode, but um, I mean, those since those guys' fantasy value is pretty obvious, we'll also dive into some lesser-known guys who will probably stay on the wire all week or have a good chance to, and then you'll get the, get the jump on your league. And so definitely, even though you might think, oh, this, is, is, this doesn't matter, it's on Wednesday, there are ways to get your full waiver wire knowledge from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then we'll talk about starter sit, get some guys for that. And then I guess those are the guys who are close, like – 
tough ones. And then we'll have plays Mm -hmm. and fades where we have some breakouts for that week at the end. Guys who we think should jump into the starting role and then fades, maybe guys that we don't necessarily think you should sit because that's why we say fades. Like say we're fading Lamar, like you should still start Lamar, but we're just fading him a little bit. Like saying, don't expect a ton from Mm -hmm. Lamar. Yeah. uh, So that'll, that would be our last segment and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we will start with our AFC South and AFC West preview. And in the AFC South, we'll start out with the Tennessee Titans, who have not very many players who are fantasy relevant, but the ones that are are very interesting. This offense, Mm -hmm. though, is one of the most run-heavy offenses in the league, and the reason for it can be summed up in two words. Derrick Henry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Derrick Henry is a monster uh, in the running game. He is just a total workhorse back. He's probably the definition of a workhorse back, and the (laughs) Titans are going to continue to feed him. I mean, he's he showed how good he was last year, led the league in rushing yards, uh, was one of the best fantasy football players in the entire league. I think he, he was very close. I think he was top three. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason that the Titans would stop giving him the ball as much as they did last year. Yeah, I believe in half PPR he was RB3. And mm-hmm. since RBs are the most important, he was good value in the third round where he was going. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see much changing his value in half PPR drops a little bit because there's a lot of guys who have the, I mean, because I got, obviously there are always injuries every single year. He's probably going to, he might see a little bit of touchdown regression, although he's so dominant that he shouldn't see much, but he still did get a little lucky in that department and his touches could go down a little bit. So I have him a little higher than most people though. RB four behind Zeke Barkley and McCaffrey. And I have him as the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I really like Derek Henry next year. Yeah. Yeah, I basically agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I might have drafted him if I wasn't drafting uh, third because McCaffrey and Barkley went one, two, so mm-hmm. I had to grab yeah. Zeke. Yeah, I really was hoping. I had a really late pick in the draft at number nine, and for some reason, a lot of people in our league were fading Derrick Henry, and it was kind of strange to see. Uh, and he almost fell to me. I was I was hoping so much that he would fall to me, but he didn't. When the choice was between like Derrick Henry and Devonte Adams, you knew they were going to, or whoever who yeah, was there. I know. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. I think Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Henry was going to have to go at eight there. Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, please. A small stroke of luck is all I need in my fantasy season. My fantasy team will be set. <laughs> yeah, getting Derrick Henry at number nine, that would have been awesome. But um, And if you don't believe me, I actually did take Derrick Henry number four overall in a mock draft. Chris can confirm this. So I actually do believe in him that way. Yeah, um, I, I – I'm definitely taking him at four. Like the entire time at nine, I was like, okay, if Derrick Henry drops me, that's an obvious pick. Uh, but other than that, I'm going Aaron Jones. So he is the guy that I'm looking for anytime at, from four and on, unless it's Zeke McCaffrey and Barkley. Yeah. So um, we will go, I guess we talked about Henry already. So we'll go to the quarterback and then skip ahead to the pass catchers. So Ryan Tannehill is the QB over there in Tennessee. And he was really good last year. For one thing, he put up nice numbers. He was like in the upper echelon of QB ones. But for another, he was also super consistent. Like he never really had any bad games. His touchdowns are bound to go down. He's going to see some touchdown regression because he had the second highest touchdown rate among eligible quarterbacks last year. But, I mean, since he was so elite last year, I think he was like number four maybe when he took over or something like that. So he should still be a back-end QB1. There's a lot of guys who are coming back who I think maybe should get better this year or and then the guys who are coming back from injuries who can compete with him. But I have Tannehill as my number 12 quarterback. So he's a 
very back end, low end QB one slash high end QB two. Yeah, I really like Ryan Tannehill next year. I think that he's a clear QB one for me. He's a back end QB one, but he is definitely a QB one. I think that even with touchdown regression, we saw how good he was last year. He's going to continue to be great. I mean, if touchdown regression pushes him back four spots from last year, he's exactly where I have him at number eight. And I see that as a very reasonable outcome. I think that uh, Mike Rabel is going to be wanting to, to make sure that there's some form of a passing game. I mean, defenses might start to figure out, hey, they're just going to run the ball most of the time. So Ryan Tannehill is going to need to run some passing sets. And Mike Rabel is a good coach. He's going to give him those to uh, kind of cool the defense a little bit. And then he has so many good weapons who we will get to in just a moment. But uh, I would love Ryan Tannehill next year. It's funny you say you have so many good weapons, but we're only talking about two other people. I mean, Derrick Henry's his weapon. And then he's got this wide receiver, A.J. Brown, who's a really good weapon too. Brown is, I think, there was some stat. I believe he had, like, the most yards after catch last year by, like, a good margin or something like that. Either that or maybe mm-hmm. it was touchdowns. Or I, mean, I think, actually, no. I, I, I'm not really sure about that stat. I mean, I think the main thing is that if Tannehill's touchdowns are going to regress, maybe A.J. Brown regresses a little bit too. But he's the wide receiver one in that offense, and that offense is good enough so that being a wide receiver one there should put him as wide receiver 16 overall for me. So a solid wide receiver too if you're looking to get him. He's got some boom potential. I won't don't think he's going to jump into the wide receiver one range. He might be a little inconsistent week to week though. Yeah. That's why I'm saying he has that boom potential in a given week. Yeah, he's more of a deep threat guy, so – especially in half PPR, it can be a lot more inconsistent just because he might not get those receptions one week. And if he has a lockdown corner on him and he's really only running, running deep routes, I mean, he could end up with a really bad week. But that moment that he gets one good week, him and Tannehill click on any given week, he is just going to absolutely blow up. And those are the kind of players that you're going to need once it comes time for the playoffs that are going to need to carry you to wins in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Especially in like best ball leagues where the best guys start and the starting yeah. lineups are set after. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I was wondering how many times you were going to say week. And then when you get to playoff week, those weeks are the times I when know. you need a guy to step up during that week. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of noticed that I was repeating myself, but I was trying to stay fluent when I ran out of words. Week, 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 uh, seven days. Over over the seven days. Over AJ, the Sunday. AJ every Brown, Sunday. AJ Brown is week in the intermediate and short game part, but uh, week by week, I can see him steadily improving in that category. I think that on any given week, he has the opportunity to go deep and catch some few passes. And even if Tannehill's arm strength, I wouldn't call it weak, but I wouldn't call it strong. I think that he's <laughs> going to be able to hit AJ Brown a lot. Yeah. I mean, week to week, week in, week out, he's a weekly uh, guy who isn't well, really that all start- that consistent week to week. Yeah. Okay, anyways. And he's not weak because he made it to the NFL and doesn't didn't get hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So their tight end, the Titans' tight end is Jonu Smith. And Jonu Smith was thrust into that role last year. He didn't do a ton with it, but since he's the starter there, I think that's enough to put him in the back mm-hmm. end of the draft. It, it, a lot of people have him as a breakout, but I feel like with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown there in a run-heavy offense, there's not much room for Smith, who isn't the most talented guy ever. So I'll put him at tight end 22. I'll be fine. It, he's definitely draftable. He should be drafted, but in the later parts of your draft. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to grab John Smith, it's as a backup tight end. If you're the kind of guy that just feels comfortable getting a tight end, that you're really going to be switching him in and out on the waiver wire. I mean, there's no point in just keeping him 
for an entire season because I think that there are going to be different guys with better matchups. Uh, unless he starts to do really well, you're probably going to end up dropping him. Just only look for him in the very back end of uh, fantasy drafts. Yeah. I mean, like, very back end, like 162 range. I have him behind the Steelers defense, like right behind. And then you can get him 162, I would say, is a solid spot for him. So, yeah, that's it for the Titans. See, we told you they didn't, we didn't have that many guys. And the Jaguars really only have three notables that we're going to talk about. And one of them is Gardner Minshew. And I added Gardner Minshew in our fantasy league because I added him over Jimmy G. And Chris, this isn't because I don't think I think uh, Jimmy G will do better than Minshew next year, but I think Minshew has more breakout potential. He's uh, settled in as the starter, and he put up nice numbers last year. I think he has a little more breakout potential, though, because, I mean, he's been in the NFL less times. We haven't seen him as much, although we haven't really seen Garoppolo a ton either. And I think that offense, Jimmy Garoppolo is part of the, one of the most run-heavy offenses in the league as well. So I think Min- while I have Garoppolo at 17 and Minshew at 22, I kept Minshew because my quarterbacks needed breakouts because, like, my starter was Cam Newton. And I needed a guy who, if Cam Newton didn't work out, I needed a dart throw. You can always find consistent guys on the waiver wire week to week. So I had Minshew as QB 22. So I guess just a guy at the end of your draft. Yeah, I agree. I think that Minshew actually does have some potential because we saw what he could do at times last year. I feel like he's a little bit lacking in the weapons department just because I don't necessarily trust DJ Chark all the most, but uh, I, I like Minshew. I think that he's a good guy to target in the later rounds of draft or if, or if you already have two quarterbacks, uh, he's a nice guy to to maybe put on your watch list if you have that in your leagues. It's kind of a guy to, to track week by week and see if, may, hey, maybe he has a really good matchup this week and he's been playing well. I'm going to pick him up and start him. So keep an eye out for him. Yeah. Just a guy at the – yeah, he's he's a good streamer. If he, Yeah, definitely yeah. he's still on the waiver wire in your leagues. Then keep a close eye on him, especially if you're quarterback needy. Mm-hmm. Their running back over there in uh, Jacksonville is Leonard Fournette, who – we don't know how happy he is over there. He's not going to be traded this season, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like. Yeah. He had some injury risk, but last season, I mean, the two main things for Leonard Fournette were his injury risk and his lack of pass-catching ability. And he caught some passes and didn't get hurt last year, so that was very encouraging. I've got him slotted yeah. in it just ahead of Chris Carson as a number fi- 15, my 15th RB, and number 16 overall. Because if you didn't notice on the site, I updated my overall rankings to get 16 running backs with the first 17 picks. I know Michael Thomas is very talented. That's why I have him at number 12. But I just think that's how important running backs are. Other than Michael Thomas, there's no one who's really going to be a tier above anyone else. That's how I feel this year. So Yeah, I mean, running backs are so important this year. It's crazy because if you don't manage to get one early in the draft, it is so hard to find a guy that you can – put at your at, even at the RB2 position and trust them weekly. Yeah, I mean, the only the reason I have Fournette even this low is because it's part of the reason why RBs are so high. There's like 16 running backs that are in the elite tier or close. Then there's a huge drop off in my mind. Like I've got Carson at 17, my next running back is Todd Gurley at 29. That's the that's the uh, drop off right there. So Fournette that's why – it's really the only reason that he's that low. He, you still got to consider the injury risk. You've got to consider that he's not in that great of an offense. And uh, – but I think he's a very dominant runner. But we'll see um, what he's able to do. So he's definitely a mid – or a high second round – high to mid second round pick for me just because I'm so heavy on running backs. I thought about what I would actually do in a draft, and I realized – that um, I would take 16 running backs with the first 17 picks. But then I proved myself wrong by taking Tyree Kill over both Fournette and Carson in our fantasy draft. But I eventually traded away Tyree Kill, so it's all right. 
Anyway, yeah. I'm, I mean, that, that's just my thoughts yeah. on the White House. I might move Tyree Kill up a couple spots just because I think he's really good. But that's – either way, running backs are Yeah, and I, I ended up with Tyree Kill, so very happy Boom. with that. Yeah, and Devontae Adams, Mr. Wide Receivers. Mm-hmm. And Devontae yeah. Parker. What? Yeah, my wide receivers Darius are pretty Slayton loaded. Too, and then Darius Slayton. Let's go. I think the best <laughs> wide receiver on my team, like, like I have Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, uh, Devontae Parker, and Darius Slayton. I think the best one on that team is probably Darius Slayton. Most potential, definitely. <laughs> all right i'm not even gonna give that a response well move on we i tried to say well and then i at the last second i was gonna switch to say we'll move on so i said well well move on well we'll move on to their one wide receiver who is fantasy relevant in jacksonville and it's dj shark and with injuries and with uh, DJ Chark really breaking out last year, he finished pretty high in the wide receiver rankings. He sort of regressed, though, at the end of last year, and that's why I'm really worried. The other reason to take running backs first is because wide receivers are especially deep this year. You see guys like Julian Edelman at 24, Cortland Sutton at 23, Tyler Lockett at 21, Tyler Boyd at 19, Calvin Ridley at 18, Keenan Allen at 13. It's it's crazy like how low – Mike Evans at 7. It's crazy how low some of these guys are. That's how deep the wide receivers are. And it's kind of crazy that DJ Chark is wide receiver 29 for me. He's very talented. Like, I don't hate him as your wide receiver two. But, I mean, I have him ranked as sort of a mid-tier wide receiver three just because of this strong wide receiver class. It's like Brandon Cooks, who has so much upside, is my wide receiver 33. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. Uh, uh, where do you have Chark, Chris? Oh, let me check quickly. I, accidentally, I don't have my sights pulled up, but here, I got it. Um, it looks like you have him at wide receiver 28. I just pulled it up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I like Chark. I think that he has a ton of potential uh, with Midju there. Obviously, that, that can go good, and at times it can be bad. But I think that as the number one guy in Jacksonville, that's going to serve him well. There are just some other guys that I'd say I like a little bit more. I like people like Terry McLaurin. Uh, or wait, no, sorry. I think I like McLaurin more. Yeah, I like McLaurin. I, I was confused because I saw someone else's rankings. And I was like, wait, you like McLaurin more? Yeah, but yes, I was going to say, I think I do. I've met 27, one spot above. AJ Green, I just think, has more potential. Guys like Cortland Sutton, Stefan Diggs, just so much more potential. And then you get into another tier of guys. So I just feel like DJ Turk is close, but he's not there yet. He's still a little bit unproven for me. I'm just, he's not a guy that I'm really looking to draft. I just think that, uh, that Minshew. I also don't trust Minshew, so there's just a lot of question marks going on with him. But I think that he does have good potential. Yeah, I mean, if he can put up some some numbers like last year, that's pretty solid, I would say, for him. And uh, he should do pretty well. And, yeah, so I guess we have him at about the same spot, so that's pretty good. Uh, you have A.J. Green a few spots higher than me, though. I guess you're a little less worried about that injury risk than I am. But I, I agree with it. A.J. Green, if he doesn't get hurt the whole season, he's back in the wide yeah. receiver one conversation, and there's no doubt. It's just how yeah, good he is. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's in the wide receiver one conversation, but I think he'd still be a wide receiver two. Okay. Yeah, it's fair, especially with this deep wide receiver class. I mentioned this so much on the show, so much. Mm-hmm. I know it's so important. Make sure that you guys like aren't just totally bypassing this. I mean, it's tough too because we say it so much, but make sure that you going you are going running back heavy because you may say, "Hey, whoa," but but you may say that, "Hey, I'm kind of in a special situation. There's some really good wide receivers left. I'm gonna go ahead and take." A- wide receiver don't fall into the trap because come fourth round fifth round you are going to be scratching the bottoms of the wide receiver two wide receiver three uh pit and yeah that's not a good I, thing 
I mean, the the auto pick team in our league got wide receivers in each of the first three rounds, and uh, there's a reason for that because people are actually like yeah. pretty smart about running. Kind of sinks. It, that's the one annoying thing. I feel kind of bad because uh, one guy in our league couldn't make the draft, so he had to auto pick it. And then it another person bit. took over his team. So yeah, mm-hmm. kind of crazy, a little bit confusing. But uh, his team actually isn't that bad. He's it's, no, it's loaded. really loaded at every position except running back. That's this. He has yeah. Deshaun Watson, Mark Andrews, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and DJ Moore. But his running backs are Kareem Hunt and James Conner, and Carryon yeah. Johnson is his RB three. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Brutal. Yes, absolutely brutal. All right. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. And their quarterback is Phillip Rivers, who a lot of people are predicting a bounce back, but I'm not so sure. I know he's behind a solid offensive line, but he looked absolutely garbage last year. And there's just a few guys. I mean, Jared Goff is my number 24 QB, and I think he even has a little bit of potential to maybe bounce back from last year. So, Rivers is not draftable. I mean, even my number 25 QB would probably be like Derek Carr. And then after that, it's like, maybe, maybe it's Rivers there at 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, wait, I thought you had Rivers drafted. I thought you were going to argue with me. Just kidding. I was trying, I was trying, I was getting confused there. That was actually kind of funny. Okay. Rivers is your QB 22. Yes, guys. And I said, okay, but I, you, I, no, 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 wait. Kind of the joke. Okay, fine, fine. Now we're even though, because I accidentally, well, I wasn't – I said okay one time when Chris was talking about Darius Slayton as a top 35 wide receiver, but I was not agreeing to that. So we'll, we'll give you a pass and say you weren't agreeing to my Rivers analysis. Yeah, but I, I was, was going to say something, and then I kind of forgot what I was going to say, so then I just said okay. But, uh, yes, obviously I do not agree with that. If you guys haven't listened to any episode, Philip Rivers is going to be great. You talk Why about not? him every – no, you don't talk about him every single episode. Every single – I mean, if you listen to our episodes, probably at least one in every two or three episodes. Mm, at least maybe. And I always argue for him because he's while his arm strength may be declining, he's going to a great Colts team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines. He has a great pass blocker, Naheem Hines, so that's going to keep him from getting injured. Going to give him some protection that he never had in Los Angeles. The Colts have a great offensive uh, – or I wouldn't say great. Actually, I think oh. they have a pretty – Pretty good. I think, yeah, they're they're really they're a good, a good offensive line. Maybe not great, but definitely a very good offensive line, and uh, that's going to benefit benefit him so much. And he actually has weapons. I love. I don't love T. Y. Hilton just because of the injury risk. I think that when he's healthy, he could be great. But I love Michael Pittman. I love Paris Campbell. I love everyone in that Indianapolis receiving core. I think that given the weapons and the protection, Philip Philip Rivers is going to do really well. Uh, he's a great – he's almost an old guy. He's an older guy, so sometimes people will uncheck the, the potential box when they see someone of Philip Rivers' age. But uh, I think that he has so much potential, even even though he has been, like – at times he's struggled, right, because he's been getting older and because different things. I just think that there's this is the year that he could blow up. Yeah, I mean – no, not yeah. I was not. I was saying yeah to like move on. I say yeah too much. I shouldn't say yeah to move on like that. I don't think yeah. this is. The, I don't think this is the year when he blows up. I say yeah to move on sometimes, and it's like usually it doesn't get me into a trap. And but I was looking at your rankings, Chris, and you don't have Ty Hilton in there. What? He's. I think he got deleted. You've only got fifty nine wide receivers. Oh no! I was looking for him because you were like, I don't love T. Y. Hilton. I was gonna look at how high you had him because it was probably I think I stupid. I remember I had him. I have him at. I think I have him at twenty-four. He, T. Y. He types lowercase and then deletes and then goes to capital. 
T Y. Oh wait, is it T Y. Lowercase or wait? Does his no, name start with a lowercase no, letter? I accidentally had caps lock on. I, I accidentally had caps lock on. Excuse me. Oh, you were doing the caps lock shift. Ew! Wide receiver twenty four. You think he's a wide receiver two? Let me see here. I, I. You know what, Calvin? For the sake of things, let me edit something. I want to change this. I've been meaning to change this. Move T.Y. Hilton down like a ton. Oh, Mister, you gotta. You also have to update your overall rankings. You know. Oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I need to get. I need to get going on that. But uh, I will do that, guys. Okay. I, yeah, the I'm overall kind of... rankings don't match up with the positional rankings just right now. Mhm. But um, my mine always do. Don't worry. Mine always do. Mhm. Because you're so. You have Miles guy. Sanders at number twenty-one overall. Are you crazy? I don't like him. I haven't met I 10. Like, I don't like Miles Sanders. I think I am going to – let me see. <laughs> We're getting really off track, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think I might bump down wide receivers <sighs> just because I feel like even as the as the drafts has go, have gone on and as I've been sort of coming to realization, you helped me, Calvin. I think I'm starting to realize how important uh, running backs can be. So I think I'm going to be bumping down uh, wide receivers when I update my rankings just a little bit. And that might put that could possibly move Miles Sanders all the way up like pretty far. So we'll see. All right. Ugh, Latavius Murray at number ninety. Don't like it at all. Anyway, I will publish the site and we will move on. So yeah, we'll go to running back. And I guess the RB one over there in Indy, the best RB to draft in fantasy is Jonathan Taylor. And Chris, you can start because I know you're a lot. I mean, I don't I don't hate Taylor. I like him a lot, but you really love Taylor. So I want you can talk about it. Yeah, first. I definitely love Taylor. I think that it was it was a surprising move by the Colts. I'll, I'll say that. I think that a lot of people were surprised Marlon Mack had his best season ever, but uh I think that Taylor is going to be so good. I heard that uh Colts coach Frank Reich said that uh he wanted to run Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack in a one-two punch with Jonathan Taylor leading that and I think that as the season progresses, Taylor is going to take over more and more of a role, but uh we know Phil Rivers likes to check down. He uh, also likes to hit his tight ends on some shorter throws. He's he's kind of a, a short and ed- intermediate passer, and I think that's going to benefit a guy like uh, Jonathan Taylor a lot. But yeah. a lot of people forget Jonathan Taylor is a bruising running back. I mean, he is <laughs> so good at breaking tackles. I think that he was maybe second to Clyde Edwards-Alaire in that category, and yet he still managed to run a 4.3940 yard dash, which was the fastest of all 2020 rookie running backs. I think that he has so much potential. The Colts do have three running backs, like I said. That's one Wait, of the did, problems. Did Zoom cut out the whistle, or did I just did – did you hear it? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I guess no. Zoom, Zoom cuts out those noises. That's cool. You did not hear the whistle at all. No, I didn't. I don't, I don't know what this whistle is, but uh, – I whistled. The thing with Marlon Mack is that Marlon Mack was very inconsistent. I wrote about this in my article. You didn't hear the other whistle? No, I heard that one. I heard that one. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, so Marlon Mack had one game he would have 7.8 yards per carry, which is absolutely ridiculous. And this is in games where he's getting 20 carries. And then the next game he would have 2.3. So he's very inconsistent. I yeah. think that Taylor will manage to do much better in that category. The Colts have already been a run-first uh, team. They have a great offense. Uh, I'm going to change it to great. I know I said very good and not great earlier, but they have a great offensive line. I think that he has – I think he is the most talented – I think he's the most talented back in this draft, in my opinion. I think that, that can be debated, and we'll see as the year progresses how his situation fares. But I think that 
the talent that he has allows him to be the number one guy. And so one of my biggest hot takes is that he does end up being the number one rookie running back uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I guess just in general, yeah, that I guess I'd say that's a cool hot take. I mean, in general, maybe most by the most talented, I could agree. Um, by the way, you can find Chris's article, www.techmohole.com slash author slash Christopher. Techmohole is spelled T-E-C-M-O-H-O-L-E. T-E-C-M-O-H-O-L-E. Techmohole. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm as high on Taylor as you. So, in fantasy, maybe you would have him as like a back-end RB2? Is that, is that sound right? Back-end RB2? I think that he is a RB2. Okay. Well, I mean, oh yeah, I guess I mean, you have him well, at number 20, so... I, yeah, so he's right there. I mean, I wouldn't call that back end. I'd call that on the verge. And I think I am going to be, uh, after the show, I'm, or maybe sometime in the next day or so, I'm going to be uh, updating Le'Veon Bell in my rankings. Oh, interesting. Just because uh, the 60-40 split in carries that they were seeing in training camp. Oh, the, boy. Between Le'Veon Bell and Frank Cord. Which that I tweeted about. Me. Yeah, yeah 60... Cal tweeted about that. And I read that. I was like, oh, no. Yep, I would say case of Adam Gase, as I said on Twitter. We yeah. didn't mention Adam Gase last episode. Interesting. Really? No way. <laughs> I don't believe it. We mentioned Adam Gase more than we mentioned Philip Rivers. Okay, yeah, true. That was like complete silence. Okay, I, now I, I, I date. Wait, I now I can't edit that out. Complete silence again. Oh my goodness. You're confusing me. It's taking me a moment to register what you're saying, Calvin. No, wait. But there was complete silence. And then there was another thing. Of, and I was talking about how I can't edit it out. And there was another thing of complete silence. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, hello. And now my phone rings. Did that? Did you hear that? Wow, Calvin. Was that from Lucky Vitamin? Lucky Vitamin. I forgot to mute my ringer. Darn it. Oh, wait. It's about time. We didn't even give Lucky Vitamin a shout out on the... This is going way off the rails. What is yeah. going on? Oh, geez. Wait, we didn't even have, to, we never even gave Lucky Vitamin a shout out on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, we, that's weird. Yeah, we always talked about them before the show. I guess we got to tell this story now. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. But right before the podcast, I got a text from this place called Lucky Vitamin. I think they had the wrong number because they were asking me like what types of vitamins I wanted to buy. And they reminded me to turn off my ringer during the podcast. Unfortunately, they did not remind me today. And I forgot. And that text yeah. tone was very audible, wasn't it, Chris? Guys, whenever, yeah, yeah. Whenever you're doing anything, like, important, always remember to turn your, turn your ringer off in honor of Lucky Vitamin. Yeah. Wait, are, are we peeling back the curtain too much? I feel like this is literally – I hope you feel like you're in the studio with us right now. Well, we're obviously yeah. – we're not even in a studio. We're on a Zoom call. I have yeah. my studio and Chris has his. We mm-hmm. bought two separate buildings. I yeah, I don't know if my I don't I don't know if my bedroom really counts as a studio. I'd say. Yeah, I don't know if my hotel room counts as a studio either. Hopefully, they're not mad at me for recording a podcast here. Mm-hmm. I think I hear uh, the people coming in to uh, put me under arrest. They'll be like house arrest. You can't leave for the remainder of this vacation. <laughs> All right. Anyway. We, let's get back to Marlon Mack. And he, you're right, Chris. He's the less consistent of the two guys, Taylor and Mack. But I feel like that might hurt Taylor sometimes because if Mack, like, pops off during a yeah. game, then suddenly he's going to take over that backfield and Taylor might have a disappointing performance. So we could see a little bit of inconsistency from Jonathan Taylor. Mack is the worst back. I think he's a – not rhymes, but he's a mid-tier RB3, I would say. 
Yeah, definitely. I have Mac is more of a uh, a handcuff. So when I draft, I drafted Jonathan Taylor in my league, and one of the Our reasons league. that I that I felt that I feel comfortable having on my t- him on my team right now is I have Marlon Mack as a backup. So if anything goes wrong, I have both guys, and if either of them are the wide receiver or not wide receiver running back one for their team. So if Jonathan Taylor gets injured or Jonathan Taylor doesn't perform, Marlon Mack will be the RB one and Marlon Mack will in that case be an RB two in my opinion. And if Jonathan Taylor is the number one guy there, I think he can be an RB two. So I definitely am very happy to have both of them on my team. Yeah. Before the game, they got to make sure to take their Marlon Mack. When he takes lucky vitamins before the game, he gets 7.8 yards per carry. Then when he Mm -hmm. doesn't, he gets 2.3, but he always forgets. But then when he gets a text, he's like, Oh boy, lucky vitamin. Yeah, but definitely. How, how Marlon Mack does not get texted a ton, apparently, because he was pretty inconsistent last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. Okay, uh, Hopefully Marlon the- Mack doesn't, like, tweet at us. He's like, I get texted all the time. That, yeah. Can you imagine if we got tweeted at by a player? That would be scary. Be at scary. Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. I have 26 followers, and I have, like, double Chris's followers. No, you don't. I have Actually, I have 27 followers. followers. Let's go. I'm checking how many followers I have. Chris is all insecure about his followers. He needs to have more than me. Yeah, yeah I need more followers. Second. I have 22 followers. Let's go. Whoa, dang. Oh, okay. I see. Mr. Uh-huh. Anyways, let's talk here. about the wide receiver room in Indianapolis. <laughs> the first guy, T.Y. Hilton. And is T.Y. Hilton. And T.Y. Hilton was pretty inconsistent last year, dealt with injuries, and now he's got a quarterback who really can't throw deep at all, especially in his old age. T.Y. Hilton's deep targets are where he thrives. This offense is definitely run first, Chris. You cannot deny that. Michael Pittman's a good guy coming in. Paris Campbell's returning in from his injury. I think T.Y.'s not going to get a ton of targets. He may not do much with them because they might be not so deep, and he has that injury risk. So I really don't like T.Y. next year. You definitely should avoid him in your drafts at all. Like, he's one of my players to avoid for sure. I have him as wide receiver 32, so not high on T.Y. at all. Yeah, I, I'd love T.Y. if he's not injured, but the problem is that he can get injured. I have him at wide receiver 24 because I think that Phillip Rivers is going to be looking to throw to him a lot, especially with rookies around. I think that we need some veteran connection between Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. I just There's tons of stuff we could have edited out here in the podcast, and we didn't edit out any of it. Yeah. The beginning, the text, the whistle. Well, yeah, everything. Everything. This is insane. Chris is, all, Chris is banging around with his mic earlier. Boom, 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 boom. Just kidding. It wasn't that bad. It was only at the beginning. Hey! (laughs) Now we can't edit that out either. Oh, yeah, and the two silence parts where I called them out, so now it doesn't work to edit it. Edit And that. Okay, stop, Kevin. We're messing up our own episode. I don't know why we're doing this. Well, aren't we supposed to go off topic sometimes? Not this far off topic. No, Chris is yeah. the one who's like, we should go off topic more and entertain the listeners. Well, but, yeah, um, because it, we, we don't want to drone on. We want to, like, make it interesting. Okay. I actually opened Microsoft on my computer, and it's, like, really annoying me because mm-hmm. it was like, you can't close this bit until the dialogue box has been closed. Okay. Calvin's having one of those, <laughs> you know, you know where you get where you get really tired all of a sudden. So Calvin was really tired all of a sudden. Then the podcast started, he got this rush of adrenaline and now he's going hyper in hyper I'm not hyper. active mode. I, I'm not, I'm not going hyper. I'm just, I'm happy to be here, but I'm not like insanely happy. To... Well, what, uh, whoa, offensive. <laughs> I, I'm kind of sad, honestly. I don't really want to be here today. 
No, okay, we need to no, get back No, but I was like a completely different person before the okay, podcast. Okay, Calvin, this show's like, gonna end up like Wait, wait, who's, who's the Chargers' tight end again? <laughs> and it was like, it keeps saying Antonio Gates. Isn't he retired? Okay, Calvin, Calvin, wait, we are really far behind. did he come out behind. of retirement? Calvin, 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 we're really far behind in the show right now. It's okay, it's, we, it's fine. I'll, I'll stay up late to write my Tecmo hard. I have school. Uh-oh, oh, wait, yeah, we gotta get going. But let's, we can still have some fun, right? Yes, I know, I know, Calvin, but we gotta, we gotta move on. Okay, but like... I, I was I was literally like, did Antonio Gates come out of retirement? <laughs> then I slapped myself like hard. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Pittman, who Chris has a as a borderline top forty wide receiver. I have him as more of a borderline top fifty. We both love him as a breakout, though. I would say I have Pittman on my fantasy team, which is funny because Chris likes him a lot more. But I mean, the only reason I have him this low is because of the deep wide receiver class. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that Pittman is has a very good chance. Pittman and Taylor are like the Indianapolis rookies. I think that they both have chances to to lead their their position as far as rookies go next year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I say, yeah, I guess the, I, I would say And then so. the other interesting but not, guy not, is not in, not in fantasy for Taylor, though. CEH is going to play better than Taylor in fantasy. Okay. There's no doubt, I would say. I, I, I mean, I'd say I probably agree with you, but... I'm not going to say that I 1,000% agree with you. Oh, so, like, 999%? No. That's for another time. That's a, that's a conversation for another time. I'd have to think about that <laughs> 997 one. 997%? Much- yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Wait. Oh, shoot. I, I thought I messed something up on the Zoom meeting, but I accidentally locked it. So that way nobody else can... Could... Now it's unlocked. Okay. Never mind. But Chris, I was just thinking about... The, Chris was trying to be the... Chris, the entire episode has tried to be, like, the sensible head and portray me as, like, uh, someone, uh, the crazy person. But yeah. I'm just excited to be here talking fantasy. I'm not, like, trying to go crazy or anything. I'm just genuinely happy and excited. Yeah, me too. Okay. Hey, let's move on. Let's move on. No fun. No, no, no fun no. on this podcast. <laughs> the other guy in the Indi- Indianapolis receiving room is Paris Campbell. And I also like Campbell. I just think that uh, Pittman is going to keep his – is going to take that number two job. But if he doesn't, Campbell will be very good. I mean, it's kind of – it's a question right now of who's going to be number two. Is it going to be Pittman or is it going to be Campbell? They both have tons of upside. And then if T.Y. Hilton goes out, both of them could be great. Right now I have Campbell at 46 because I think that I'm guessing that Pittman is going to take that job, but so unsure, so that's why I have him at 46. Yeah, I think Campbell's like borderline top 65 guy, so just barely draftable for me. I've – I have Campbell at forty at forty six. I like him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like the pick. I just think I don't know if he's gonna have a huge role, especially with Zach Pascal over there. So, but yeah, I mean, I know I've been going off topic a lot, but one more thing: we always talk about before the shows and after the shows. Chris usually is the one who wants to go off topic more, so it's not like mm-hmm. don't don't. It's not like I'm forcing him to go off topic right now. But I mean, obviously, we are busy with stuff tomorrow and tonight. But I mean, we're not trying to rush this or anything. But I feel like now, like on the now that we're on the show, it's, it's weird because now Chris is the one trying to stay on topic. And <laughs> yeah, I've been, I know, I'm, remember, I'm remembering that show where basically we couldn't go a player without staying on topic. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this is like. But I said this was the last time. So unless something pops up, it's, I shouldn't say it's the last time, but unless something like major pops up, we'll try like, to like like Calvin's random 
Microsoft wait, 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 wait. The really Zoom meeting is now locked again. Yeah, like, like Microsoft that's the kind is of opening. Topic that Calvin's just like randomly buddy. Wait, wait. Time out. Time out. My, my Microsoft thing is opening and it won't close. Yeah, this is a kind of off. See, my idea of off topic, off topic is like a conversation about our fantasy football league. Calvin's is just randomly telling the audience that Microsoft is popping up on his screen. Wait, guys, guys, hold on. Wait, the Zoom meeting says that I can okay, no Calvin, longer. Okay, Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. Yeah, I know. Okay, I know. and then uh, the, the tight end for the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> is Jack Doyle, who I actually like because I think that Philip Rivers is going to throw to his tight ends a lot. Yeah, I mean, Doyle? He's yeah, you're right. The Philip Rivers is a very tight end friendly guy. I have Doyle actually pretty high. I don't really talk about him much, but I've been his tight uh-huh. end 14. He's gonna get a lot of those targets. I don't know if he's ever been the touchdown guy over there, but that's mainly because Eric Ebron was there. And now that Ebron's gone, Doyle should get some more targets. He may not get the most because there are a few wide receivers like Campbell, Pascal, Pittman, and Pittman, and of course Ty Hilton who will compete with him for targets. But um, yeah, he's my tight end 14. Yeah, I uh I like. Doyle is five. I'm at the exact same spot at 14. So I think that we both like him. I think that with Philip Rivers as the guy there, then he's going to get a surprising amount of targets that people aren't really ready for, I think. And now that Eric Ebron is gone, that's going to help him out. Yeah. So let's move on to the Houston Texans. And I mean, this offense is pretty high powered. They obviously lost DeAndre Hopkins though. So we'll start at quarterback. And I'm really interested to hear Chris, like with this loss of DeAndre Hopkins, how is, is Deshaun Watson going to be able to cope completely? I say he will mostly be able to, but I want to hear your thoughts on the situation. I will say that he does not. I just don't think that uh, he's going to be able to be as good because I think that the passing is going to be taken a lot out of his game. I'm a little bit worried about him, his rushing ability, not being able to carry him because I feel like in order for him to be as good as some people have him, I still think he's going to be number six because he, he is great at rushing. I'm not discounting his rushing ability, but I feel like he can't be any higher or I don't, I don't even think he can go in the tier of guys anymore with Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. I don't think that he belongs there just because I don't think he's going to have much value in the passing game. And that's a problem for a quarterback. Well, I mean, I guess I call that a hot take. I mean, a lot of people would disagree with you. I don't even like Watson that much, but I'd say he is my number six QB, but he's in that tier Mm -hmm. with Wilson, Murray and Prescott. It's, it's not like – I mean, Watson was a borderline top five guy last year. He Yes, he loses DeAndre Hopkins, but he's so talented, and he mainly gets his production from rushing ability. Lamar, He's kind of like Lamar Jackson where it's like the rushing ability. Obviously, Lamar gets a lot more rushing uh, stats and gaudy stats piled up. But if a guy – I won't say he gets the majority from his rushing ability of the majority of his fantasy points because he doesn't. But with a guy who's so heavily involved in that rushing game, I feel like it won't make as huge of a difference if his top wide receiver is gone. I think he's pretty clearly the number six quarterback, but he's in the tier with Wilson, Murray, Prescott, those guys. So sort of a middle, mid-tier QB one, but there are like six elite QBs this year. And I'd say he's one of the elites. So he's sort of the last of that elite tier. And then you get into the other guys. Yeah, I just don't, I think that he's right on the border there for me. I'm not calling him elite, but I'm also not, calling him not elite <laughs> okay so, i mean you yeah. called him not elite just now so i guess i'm convincing you yeah i i think that he does have the potential but i'm a little bit worried with how that passing game is going to look and how the wide receiver core or what even is the wide receiver core in in houston right now that's my main concern. yeah i mean it's a valid concern i just think he won't i mean brandon cooks if brandon cooks stays healthy he could be another he's had a couple of top 15 seasons in his career he could continue that yeah Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, let's move on. This is – we got to get the most out of this podcast. This is the last one for 
nine days. I just, I was forgetting. Is it 10 or nine? It's nine days. Mm-hmm. So anyway, their running back is David Johnson, who uh, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I, I just thought of a new way to describe this trade because in fantasy, I mean, it's, I won't say it's funny, but it's like in fantasy, obviously there are some trades. We, our league has a lot of trades. There are some scams. I got a kind of a scam deal for me that involved Kenyon Drake, where I got Kenyon Drake. I mean, I mean, well, you did give up a ton of depth, though. So actually, yeah, I won't trade. say it's like a scam. It was one of our some of our league mates thought it was a scam. It was a good. It was both sides got something. But like, I mean, my if you don't like really Kenyon helped. Drake, if you don't like Kenyon Drake, then I can totally understand it. But if you do like Kenyon Drake, then it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I mean, my team was helped. But like I like a lot, but I was also giving up a lot of depth. I would, but mm-hmm. I would say like it, it was well, it wasn't a scam. I won't say it was a scam. But Bill O'Brien kind of got scammed in this deal with David Johnson, <laughs> losing DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth rounder for DJ in a second. Um, DJ was so inefficient last year when he came back from his injury. I just feel like he's hit that cliff where that running backs hit. He's still for me RB seventeen or no RB twenty actually. Oops. Uh, but because he's still got that potential to do well. But, I mean, there, I have him as number 37, so I don't really – I'm not too high on D- David Johnson next year. He's got the big boomer bust potential, but um, I'm just not – Yeah, confident. I have David Johnson. If he can at- return to form, he, he's an RB1. Yeah, uh, wait, let me find – I'm in the wrong set of rankings. Uh, I have David Johnson as my number 19 guy. I think that that is a pretty fair spot to put him. I think I'm – I'm going to quickly bump him down to uh, number number tw- number 20 quickly. I'm going to move Jonathan Taylor up one spot just ahead of him. Oh, dang. Okay. you Yeah, you really like Jonathan Taylor. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to put David Johnson down at 20, which I feel like is a bit more of a fair, fair spot. Uh, you guys probably hear me typing, so that's what I'm doing right now. I hear a few bumps, but I don't really hear anything bad. Um, yeah, well, while, we, while Chris does that, we will go to uh, Duke Johnson, the other Johnson over there. And um, uh, Duke Johnson is mainly the pa- – he's basically there to Tariq Cohen over there in uh, Houston. He's not a between-the-tackles guy, but he catches a lot of passes. David Johnson's a good pass catcher, but we'll definitely see Duke Johnson relieving him on third rounds, which makes him a, an okay handcuff at RB48 for me. So I don't – I like – he's a guy mm-hmm. you can get at the end of the year draw. It's basically a late-round flyer. Yeah, I agree. And then in the wide receiver room, we kind of already talked about it. It's, it's a bit confusing, but – to just list, list them off. It's Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, the fifth, and Randall Cobb. I think that Cooks has a ton of potential, like you said. He's seen him had really have really good years before. Uh, Will Fuller has struggled with injuries. That's the main problem. But if he stays healthy, he could be good. And then the Texans have been raving about Randall Cobb, so we'll see how that turns out. I think it's a it's an interesting room, but not raving one that I'm really about Randall Cobb. Yeah, they have. They've been really liking Randall. Well, How been can any Randall team Cobb. rave about him? He, Randall Cobb and Golden Tate are fit the same mold. They can't function as – oh, and Juju. Those three can't function as a wide receiver one in an offense. Golden Tate. Remember when Calvin Johnson left Detroit and he was garbage? That's what I'm telling you. Remember when uh, Jordy Nelson left Green Bay and Cobb was garbage? That's what I'm telling you. Remember when Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh and Juju was garbage? Oh, wait, that happened last year. That's mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. These three can't be wide receiver ones. They can't. Yeah, they can't. That's the problem. But, um, yeah, Brandon Cooks, like you were saying, if he returns to form, he's a top 15 guy. Could Or he could be. No. He's, no, no, I, he, I won't say he is. He could be. Yeah, but, I think that he could be a wide receiver too, I'd say. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's fair. 
I have him as wide receiver 33. Will Fuller's about a wide receiver 50 because of injuries. And Randall Cobb's a guy you could grab at the very, very end of your draft. I have him basically like wide receiver 66. And I have 66 wide receivers being drafted. Yeah, I don't really have anyone that I uh, that I necessarily love in the in this group of guys. So I if I had to pick, I'd actually say Will Fuller just because if he stays healthy, when he's been healthy, he's been really good. And Deshaun Watson is like to throw at him, but I also wouldn't mind going with at someone going with Brandon Cooks. I think that there are better guys available available at what his ADP currently is, and then Randall Cobb. I'm not looking to draft. Yeah, so we will move on to the. AFC West, and there are a lot of fantasy-relevant players in this division. And, uh, I mean, I just want to mention that we've stayed on topic, haven't we, for a little (laughs) while. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to go off topic every single time, but we've had a fun show. I love this show. Episode 27, I think it'll go up down in the upper tier of episodes. Yeah, definitely. All right, and so if you – wouldn't that be cool if we got, like, a fan to rank our episodes? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, that would be yeah, kind of funny. Maybe, that would take a lot of time to listen to, though. Yeah, I mean, you could rank them now so that way you have less to listen to. Um, So, yeah, we will move on to the AFC West, and uh, we will get started with the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a very high-powered offense. That's for sure. I, I don't know why I paused, but they are led by um a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, this is the best fantasy offense in the entire league. In my opinion, they have Patrick Mahomes, who is a MVP quarterback. I think that he had 50 touchdowns in 2018. And, I mean, he was not going to hit 50 touchdowns, but he was going to get pretty darn close last year until he got injured. I don't see why that would change. I definitely think him pushing 50 again this year as long as he stays healthy, which I do think he will. He hasn't really struggled with injuries ever in his career other than that little four-game stint, I think it was, last year. And then – I think that he has so many weapons. He is – I can totally understand when people put him above Lamar Jackson. I just think that Jackson's rushing ability puts him a little bit ahead. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I would totally understand because Jackson's rushing ability for me puts him a good bit ahead. I mean, I guess I get it a little bit. But, yeah, Mahomes is my number two QB, though. But we want to go to their running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Main breakout, best rookie in fantasy, undisputably. Only RB11 because there's just 10 elite RBs that I like just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I could see him ranking him as a mid-tier RB1. He's got top five upside because of his pass-catching ability. He's a perfect fit for Andy Reid's offense. Just an all-around good player. Very underrated heading into the draft as well. And he should be the workhorse, especially with Damian Williams opting out this season. Yeah, he will be the workhorse. I mean, before before Damian Williams opted out, it was a little bit sketchy. We didn't know what it was going to look like. But now I've... Alaire at 11, I just think that he has a lot of pass-catching ability that people forget about sometimes, and then he's in such a good situation. Yeah, very. Like, if he wasn't already in a good situation, even with Williams, that's what I would have mm-hmm. argued. Yeah, but now I know. that Williams is gone, boom, explosion yeah. coming. I mean, and, and then the list goes on. We take we head to wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs. They have Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, and Sammy Watkins, and we'll start by adjusting Tyreek Hill's value, and I think it is immense next year. He is in that top tier of wide receivers, in my opinion. I are actually, I think well behind Michael Thomas. Who's yeah, Michael Thomas is kind of in a tier of his own. But then two through six, you could maybe include Mike Evans and and make it a two through seven. But really, two through six, he is definitely in there. I have him on my fantasy team. Super happy, happy to have him. I think that his deep threat ability, or his big play ability, and his ability to catch passes 
and it's so and important them with the wide receiver catch, catching no, no, passes. Ca- catch passes and, and turn them into something, even if they're just a small pass on any given play, is so big for for fantasy value. And I mean, in the playoffs, Tyreek Hill is the guy that you want because he has that chance to blow up and lead your team to a championship. Yeah, in the fantasy playoffs, of course. I've got him as wide receiver two at half PPR because last year he got injured. But two years ago, he was wide receiver one in half PPR. So that's why I have him as wide receiver two this year because of my, obviously Michael Thomas is so good. I think the, the numbers back it up. Numbers don't lie. Tyreek Hill will be the number two wide receiver this year in yeah, half point PPR. I think he's really close to number two. He's right there in that sort of tier. But uh, the main problem that I could see people having him with him is the half PPR thing. I think – a lot of people start to rely too much or start to take his, he doesn't get an insane amount of receptions, but that doesn't mean that he's getting so little, like such a little amount that you should be really discounting him in PP. And yeah, he gets PPR, underrated in PPR. PPR. I mean, yeah. So that becomes a big problem. And then he ends up falling to a place where I'm very happy to take him. Look out for Tyreek Hill because in drafts a lot, a lot of the time he's been falling. Yeah, I'm low on wide receiver, and I have him as a mid-second round pick, which is where a lot of people who are higher on mm-hmm. wide receivers have him. So, yeah. I'm really if you're going to draft a wide receiver in the second round, he's the one to draft, basically. And then they still have McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins. Hardman is bloom or is is bursting. Boom or bust. Yeah, he's bursting with potential. I mean, any I, I don't know when it's going to be, but I feel like some year, McCole Hardman is going to do really well. I don't think it's this year just because Tyreek Hill is going to overshadow him. But maybe in the future, if Tyreek Hill leaves, McCole Hardman could be so good. He has speed that's that's almost equivalent to the speed of Tyreek Hill. And then as his hands start to develop, he starts to be able to catch some more passes from Patrick Mahomes, have that big playability and that ability to get through double coverage and all that. I think that he could be super good. I really, I really like him as a, a boomer bust late round flyer. And then Sammy Watkins, who's Going to sit in the background. I'm not necessarily looking to draft him, but he did have a few good weeks here and there last year where Mahomes liked to throw to him. Just inconsistent. Yeah, I think Sammy and McColl are like my, my, my boys, Sammy and McColl, my friends, <laughs> are yeah, uh, like- barely draftable. Sammy Watkins has never really broken out. He's not getting the target share that you would expect in that offense. He's being yeah. overshadowed by Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And because Hardman is being overshadowed too, he's just too inconsistent for me. I have Watkins at 167, Hardman at 170. Watkins, uh, it, only Denzel, Mim- Denzel Mims is behind Watkins, and then it's Hardman. And then I think that's the last three wide receivers who should be drafted. So I'm not yeah. really excited for them mm-hmm. next year. And then at tight end, it's Travis Kelsey. And there's not much to say about Travis Kelsey other than he is – Definitely in the top two. Calvin and I basically have him and George Kittle. Like, it's basically personal preference. Like, if you like Travis Kelsey's name, better go ahead and take him. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, 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 I actually have things for George Kittle. George yeah, Kittle. I, is I know above. you like George Kittle, but I like Travis Kelsey. I think we can both understand you going with either one, though. Yeah, I mean George Kittle. I they Kittle averaged the same amount of points in half PPR as Kelsey last year, like it literally exactly the same. He was playing through an injury, and he got unlucky with touchdowns last year. He had some touchdowns called back with penalties, a couple or a couple of those early in the season. He he should see some uh, positive regression to the mean. Kelsey's getting older. Kittle's more in his prime, so I think fully recovered from that injury, he should overtake Kelsey this year as the number one tight end. So if you're looking for a tight end early, Kittle, Kittle's the better value for sure. Okay, I won't agree, but I, I like both of them. Okay, I mean, I won't say for sure because it's pretty close, but I would say Kittle is the better value for me, and it's clear-cut for me, but I can understand why it's not for other people. 
Okay. Like they're they're 25 and 26 in my overall rankings. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're very close. Yeah. Then for then next in the uh geez, I'm yes. forgetting the division, the AFC West is the Denver Broncos. I still need to work on my divisions. I'm getting there, guys. <laughs> you don't know what divisions we're doing today? No, I, I do, but I still need to think. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what division are the Chiefs in? And just trying to give it off the top of my head. But uh then it's the Broncos, and I really like the Broncos next year as you can see by the number of players that we have on this list, they are loaded on the offensive side of the ball, starting with young quarterback Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke, I don't – well, actually, why don't you start about I'll, – I'll talk about him briefly. I just feel like Drew Locke, yes, he has the wide receivers, but he's very raw, and I don't think in his second year he'll be able to do much. So I think he's not draftable, and there's a lot of more proven guys I like I think he like is better. draftable because – Well, I mean, maybe his in the breakout back, In the back end of drafts, yeah, he has so much breakout potential – and when you have a young quarterback with this many weapons and he's so raw, you don't really know how it could turn out. So when he has Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton. I mean, we don't like Noah Fant, though. Even KJ Hamler. I know, I know we don't, but they're all weapons that are young and have potential. So I like Drew Locke. I think that he's draftable maybe in the, as the last guy. So even if I don't have him in my top 24, which I think, I think he might – is he in my top 24? I need to check. Yeah, I have him at number 24, but just because I have him at number 24 doesn't mean that you have to be taking him at number 24. That's just where I think he's going to finish. Okay. But, but the potential is there to do so much better, so don't feel ashamed of yourself if you're taking Drew Locke, even as the 20th quarterback, because he has so much potential. Yeah, I got, actually, I'd say that's fair. You're convincing me here. We'll talk about their running back group, though, in just a second. Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. And... Philip Lindsay has taken over a backfield before. I tweeted about this earlier today or earlier yesterday because this is releasing on Monday. Philip Lindsay has taken over a, to Royce Freeman when everyone thought Royce Freeman was the guy over there. He's not going to take over completely from Gordon because Gordon's more talented than Freeman, but he'll get more touches than people think. Mm-hmm. He's had yeah. a thousand yards and seven touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. I saw that on Twitter as well. I courtesy of Elvin Ryan. Um, but, and he's just been so efficient with the football. And so I think Gordon, who has run behind bad offensive lines, but isn't as if it wasn't as efficient there, him and Lindsay should have a split of carries. I don't know exactly how the split's going to go, but I think Lindsay's being a little underrated and Gordon's being a little overrated right now in drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gordon's inconsistencies and, and bad efficiency is kind of scaring me away from him right now, especially with a guy like Philip Lindsay knocking on the door. Like you said, Calvin, we've seen him do it once. I don't see why he couldn't do it again. I'm, I like Philip Lindsay. I don't like Melvin Gordon that much. So, yeah, that's kind of a, your summary of the running back room in Denver. Yeah, I might need to move up Philip Lindsay. I've got him at number 37. I think that's a little low. I have Gordon at 21, though, so you can see I don't like him all I don't that think much. it's that low. I think that uh, he has potential, but I still think that Melvin Gordon is the number one guy there. I have Philip Lindsay at number 30. Okay, yeah, I like that ranking a little bit better, I think. I'm not sure. I might move up Lindsay. Um, but we'll go to wide receivers. Oh, wait, no, I don't. No, I don't. Never mind. Wrong. You have him. That's as... him. I have him at 28. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. I like it. I see it right here. RB28. All right, well, at wide receiver, they've got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And Cortland Sutton is just – he's so talented. It kind of stinks for him that Jerry Judy came over for fantasy because now he's a back-end wide receiver too. Because maybe while Judy won't do the most in fantasy, he's so talented that he will take some targets away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in this offense that's going to run a lot to support their uh, young quarterback, 
Um, adding a wide receiver hurts Sutton's target share immensely. So he's my wide receiver 23. Yeah, it's, it's kind of such a situation because by themselves, Cortland Sutton could be so good and Jerry Judy could be so good as wide receiver yeah, one. Yeah, Sutton could be like a wide receiver one. I know, but as wide receiver twos, I'm not necessarily sure. But I do like Sutton because I think that uh, – when he was the wide receiver two behind Emmanuel Sanders, he did really well. I think it was in 2018 when he had like 747 yards, I think. I read the stat the other day, and then a bunch of touchdowns. So he still did really, really well as the number two guy. So I'm trusting him a little bit more. That's why I have him ranked a good bit higher. But Jerry Judy has so much potential as the as the most talented rookie wide receiver in this class. Yeah, I would say. he, he He's got – more potential than people give him, give him credit for. Mm-hmm. If he, if he's being dropped a lot, even though he's so talented. I have him as a uh, wide receiver. It looks like wide receiver 41 right now. So yeah. um, Judy, I think, is pretty underrated. You can take him in your draft. Feel mm-hmm. free. Don't take Noah Fant in your draft. Whatever you yeah, do, do not at tight end. So overrated. So overrated. Why is he not dropped after the addition of Judy and Hamler? What is going on? I have no advantage tight end 16. People are valuing this as a borderline tight end one with breakout potential. They were doing this before the draft. I was railing against it before the draft. Now they've added Melvin Gordon to this offense, Jerry Judy to this offense. Noah Fant had one good game mm-hmm. last year. He wasn't getting any touches. Yeah. He's got a raw quarterback who maybe throws to him a little bit as a security blanket but has so many better options. Fant mm-hmm. is a talented guy, I would say. I don't but think he's he's, that he hasn't proven himself to be able to put up production. And with the addition of the weapons, he could even get worse than he was last year. Yeah, I don't think he's that talented. Like you said, Calvin, I have him at number 18. Well, he was a first-round pick, though. He's talented. He was I a mean, high but he didn't show that last year. He did nothing that showed me that he's talented other than one good game. And one good game does not mean that he's going to be really good. He was helped by a huge touchdown in that week. And then, and then that averages things out to the point where people say, hey, look, he wasn't even that bad. And they say, I mean, I can understand if people say he's going to get better. But then they, that's when they're, they're being blind to the fact that they got so many different weapons in the draft. I just don't see it happening. I don't understand why people can have no offense so high above so many guys that are so much more talented, so much more proven, and have so much more potential. Yeah, that's our rant on no offense. <laughs> I didn't even mean to rhyme it. And it was it just came out. He's a poet uh, and he nice. doesn't even know it. Uh, yeah, remember that I hadn't Chris, you said that on the podcast, or maybe it was on the live show, and I hadn't yeah. heard that saying before, so I was like, whoa, that rhymes too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Calvin I how how would you not have heard that before? I have I not like, heard that. I was like, what? You never you've never heard that before? It's it's a classic saying. Before I go to bed, my parents always told me, Now remember, you're a poet and you don't even know it. That's what Robert Frost's parents told him. <laughs> exactly. And then eventually he turned out to be a poet. And he <laughs> didn't even know it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next in the AFC West is the Chargers. And Calvin and I both have the Chargers getting a top three pick in the NFL draft next year. So that kind of gives you some insight. But and the number one down- pick. I have them getting the number one pick in the draft. That was my season predictions. Uh, you can. I'm actually going to write an article about them on, on Tecmo Hole. I just think that they, they have TCML, a ton of weapons. H-O-L-E. The problem is .com we go down this list and we say, okay. oh my gosh, Austin Eckler. They have Austin Eckler I like. They have Keenan Allen. I mean, I don't mind. They have Keenan Allen, who we both like. They have Mike Williams. like Mike Williams. We have, they have Hunter Henry. We like Hunter Henry. Hunter Wait, we Henry. don't like Mike Williams? I mean, we don't like, uh, like I hate him. Mike Williams. I mean, yeah. Well, He's still fantasy relevant. We'll say yeah. that. And then they have Hunter Henry. So that sounds like a pretty good offense. But then there's no quarterback on this list. And for good reason. Tyrod Taylor <laughs> is going to give them uh, the number, is going to gift them 
This is a great move by Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is a signing to get them the number one pick. They basically signed the number one pick with that move. Yeah, they signed they signed a backup in the number one pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Austin Eckler, their number one running back, who Chris likes a lot more than me. Yeah. I can't deny that he was talented last year, but I just think Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly will probably take some touches. I think Eckler's underrated between the tackles. He's always been underrated ever since he went undrafted. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of elite running backs that I just like slightly better, so that's why he's my RB14. Mm-hmm. Understandably. So, I mean, Austin Eckler, he's – I'm trying to think of what to, how to describe. He's <laughs> RB9. A to just, he's a tough guy, guy to describe. Yeah, I really like Austin Eckler, but I just feel like there is a bit of risk because we don't know how he's going to work if Tyrod Taylor is going to throw to him as much. If uh, I forgot who the Chargers coach is, uh, it's not coming. Anthony Lynn. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. But thank you. Uh, I could picture him, but I couldn't. I couldn't come up with the name. Uh, Anthony Anthony Lynn. He threw to him a lot last year, but that was with Philip Rivers at the helm. I don't know how that's going to look with Tyrod Taylor, but if it come, goes the same, he is now the clear-cut number one guy. No distractions with Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's in for a big year, very possibly. Yeah, I mean, I'd say he's in for a big year, just maybe not as big as what you think. Um, Keenan Allen, is their wide receiver one over there? He... I would say is a solid wide receiver too for me. He put up some numbers last year. Very con- well. No, I won't say he was very consistent because he had some bad weeks. But Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert will get him a downgrade for sure. I'd actually say he's more of a borderline top fifteen wide receiver. Actually, I have him at thirteen, but I might move him down a couple of spots. Um, he's an, a tough guy to like, but he's is he's a guy who will eventually put up numbers. Although he always feels like he's underwhelming on your fantasy team. Yeah. It's true. So um, Mike Williams is also there at wide receiver. I feel like he's just – he's wide receiver 54 for me, draftable because he's the wide receiver two over there and no other reason. Mm-hmm. He's a deep yeah. threat who doesn't really produce much, and every year people hype up Mike Williams, and every year they're wrong. And I hyped him up once. I got burned. I've learned my lesson. I don't like Mike Williams next year. Avoid him in your drafts. Yeah, I have him at number 50, so just a little bit higher because I think that he does have big playability. But I mean, he's not well, a guy he does, that, but not he's that not a guy that big playability. He, you can't call him a boom candidate because he's a big play. I mean, just because someone's a big play candidate and they're a deep threat wide receiver doesn't make them a boom guy necessarily. Yeah. And I feel like some people kind of fall into that trap with Mike Williams. I just think that he the targets aren't going to be there. Tyra Taylor has never been a guy that's thrown deeper. He's known for his deep balls and. Taylor throws strong... deep. He bombs that one 50 yards on the run. Not yeah, a Mahomes. Never. Not yeah, a Mahomes. Said no one ever. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Mike Williams would, would be good with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, but oh, yeah, no one way, else. Guys. I mean, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear some play-by-play, I think I'm going to be announcing an NFL game coming up the uh, 13 days from when this podcast is releasing. So on season opening Sunday, I will be announcing a game, probably the entire NFL game. And uh, you should go check it out on Sportscaster, S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. Download that app or go to www.sportscastr.com slash talk. I think Chris might join me for some or all of that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to – if you want to hear – if you liked that play-by-play, you can go check it out. That Obviously, that was fake mm-hmm. play-by-play, but you can go check it out if you – want to hear about more of us we yeah. stream a lot we do second and goal sports talk every week um we oh my do... gosh i'm just thinking about it, calvin sorry to interrupt you but i'm so excited for nfl like i can't wait to be calling an nfl game 
Taylor oh throws deep and he's picked off for the fifth time today. And it is the New York Giants winning the 2020 Super Bowl. <laughs> of course, he just had to throw that in. The anyway. Daniel Jones. He is sacked again. Brought down by the new acquisition Ngakwe on Minnesota. He's already making a huge difference. Paired with Danielle Hunter on that D-line. And then here well, we are I think on the this next is a, play. Comes in. Daniel Jones, Daniel Chris Jones comes in. I think this is a total fluke. He hands like, it off to Saquon <laughs> Barkley. Saquon Barkley literally stiff arms Yannick Ngakwe and Daniel Hunter at the exact same time and runs 100 yards for the touchdown. He's play. starting in his own end zone for some reason on that play, so he gets in a hundred yard touchdown. <laughs> no, yeah, but no, go. Chris comes in after the sack. He's like, Well, this was a total fluke. Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. He is, but he's had a bad offensive line. You can't you can't He still has a bad offensive line. They drafted Andrew Thomas, so hopefully maybe not this get? year, but in well, yeah, yeah. Okay. that'll be They're, helpful. The developmental. <laughs> mm-hmm. And luckily Good thing Jones uh, is, trying uh, to get away. Sol- he cannot. Daniel Hunter gets in the backfield. Nate Solder, who was absolutely awful for the Giants' offensive <laughs> line last year, is sitting out the season. I was like, I read Nate Solder Wait, outside. You were like, I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was kind of like, let's go get someone new in there. All right. Anyways, okay. Uh, back to the Chargers. We've got one more guy for them on the off side of the ball, and that's Hunter Henry. He's their tight end. I, I like Henry. I think that he's going to be pretty consistent. I think that his value isn't going to be as good without Philip with Tyra Taylor instead of Philip Rivers at the helm. But I think that uh, that he catches a good amount of touchdowns and he's a good red zone guy. I like Henry. I don't. I don't love him. He's got some injury him. risk. Like Henry goes over the middle and he's on the ground oh, in a lot of pain. He has torn his ACL again. <laughs> Calvin, you don't have to announce every single prediction <laughs> on this show. Don't worry. That's that, though. This is to clarify for the listeners. This is not my actual announcing voice. Chris knows. Yeah, it's my like fake announcing voice. But That's Henry, Henry voice. has yeah. some injury risk. But I do like him as an option around a back end, or not a back end. Uh, well, I'll just see where I have him. Tight end eight. So okay. uh, just a decent tight end one, but mm-hmm. not like yeah. in the middle of the pack. And we are heading down the home stretch. To the Oakland Raiders, who have Derek Carr as their quarterback. Should I do this whole analysis in the... um... No, 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 no. No, 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 please. For the sake of the audience getting to hear their their Raiders, I don't think the audience... Here's a highlight for Carr this year. Rolling out, looking for a receiver. Can't find a receiver. Why can't he find a receiver? He doesn't have any receivers. He's <laughs> sacked. He is sacked for a 10-yard loss, and they'll have oh. to punt the ball away here on fourth down. Oh, my goodness. It's so true, though. Well, he uh, has Henry Ruggs and Darren Waller, yeah. so that's a little unfair. But the, yeah, but uh, for Derek Carr, the main problem is going to be weapons, uh, offensive line. They're just – few concerns there he's he's always been good but he's never taken that step up and I don't see why that would change this year yeah I mean I just have him barely undrafted he really faltered mm-hmm. under that new contract and defense has figured him out um yeah Sam not, not I just have him barely that. not draftable Josh Jacobs then, yeah go Josh ahead. Jacobs I like Josh Jacobs how about you Cal? Jacobs going between the tackles okay. he makes a nice spin move and he's got the first <laughs> oh my 
Okay, yeah, but Jacobs started off the season a little bit rough, as rookies do, but it was only for a couple games, and he sort of burst onto the scene. Jalen Richard will be taking a lot of pass-catching touches, but he should settle in as a high, very high-end RB2 and as RB13 next year. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see it. I, I, I have Jacobs at RB13 as well. All right, and then their wide receiver, their one good wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, the rookie who was drafted there. I mean, Derek Carr obviously likes to spread, spread the ball around. I think that'll happen less with he, if he finally gets a talented receiver. But Darren Waller will take some targets, and Ruggs is obviously only a rookie. So I think all of that makes me move him down to number 58, which is a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say a lot. I guess it's around where some people have him, but it's lower than others. So um, Yeah, that's actually – that's really low. Uh, let me see where I have him. I have him at 49, so. Oh, okay. Not insane. Not not high by any means, but not too low. I just think that there's there's potential. So I, I'll, I'll list him at 49. I think he's going to ca- get a long touchdown here or there. Derek, Ken, Derek Carr isn't bad deep. I mean, he's not he's not great. He's not bad. He still has a, he has a good amount of arm strength. Yeah. Um, I, would, yeah, I guess it's a okay arm strength. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrell Williams is their other wide receiver. I mean, I just think he can't really go drafted. He doesn't get enough targets, yeah. and he he's playing through a torn labrum this year. I'm not. I'm concerned about that. And he's mm-hmm. pretty low on the yeah. line for targets, and in not very pass happy offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I I pick him up in our league just because uh, I needed a receiver, and there was I like to have a balance between positions, and I need a receiver. And I thought, hey, maybe if that labrum thing doesn't really bother him, and he and Henry Ruggs struggles. He could be the number one guy, and solely because he he was the number the clock, one wide receiver he has last the chance, year. Yeah, match. I know, but I mean, he did do it. Considering that I could get him off the waiver wire, he's a good add for if he's number one. Sure. I mean, he was probably maybe like forty last year, so he wasn't uh, bad, and that's good for getting off the waiver wire. And, and then their tight end is Darren Waller, and I think Darren Waller, while he may lose a few targets here and there to Henry Ruggs, I think he might actually. I don't know if he'll even lose targets. He I was plagued he... by double coverage a lot last year. That's why he really didn't score that many touchdowns. I think he should, with rugs seam stretching and opening up the mm-hmm. field, yeah, Waller should get face more those. Targets. He won't face those double coverages anymore. And he's tight end four, pretty close to Mark Andrews, but I he's think in that, that he, elite tier of tight ends. He is going to lead the uh, the Raiders, in my opinion, in targets. I think that he's going to pace them. I don't see any reason that deep threat Henry Ruggs yeah, is going to get more than. Or, or Tyrell Williams, who's struggling with injuries, like you said. I don't see why they would get more. Darren Waller is an absolute target monster. So in half, in half PPR and PPR leagues, he is pushed up he just so claps. much. I mean, no, that he was just like clapped. A, <laughs> uh, no, that was like a I – a, I'm holding a can. I found a can sitting in my bedroom, and I just realized that I need to throw that away. <laughs> kind of random. <laughs> Rusty you, can. Here, here. ASMR can. Can crunching. Oh, that sounded so satisfying. Wait, do it again. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, now I'm now I'm not hearing it. I guess Zoom's cutting oh. it out. Yeah, Zoom's probably cutting it okay, out. Okay, but, but no, uh, the first part was your mic picks it. You have a nice mic, Chris. Well, I mean, I think we both we have like we got cheap budget mics. So for mm-hmm. a cheap budget mic, that's a that's pretty nice sound quality for ASMR. Yeah, there we go. I think should I start making second goal ASMR? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, Darren Waller, not as good in standard leagues. Maybe you could put him at like five if you're a Zach Ertz guy. You could put him below Zach Ertz in standard. But <laughs> in any Zach form of PPR, guy. unless it's like 0.01 PPR. <laughs> Imagine playing one-tenth PPR. <laughs> yeah, then it's Darren Waller. Imagine playing one-tenth PPR, and because the guy got two catches, you lose your league. <laughs> that would be funny. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the episode. Thanks for downloading credits. and listening as always. You can credits roll, roll the credits yeah roll the credits all right thank you for downloading and listening as always if you want to review the podcast it helps us out go to apple Podcasts, leave a review and click five stars um and yeah make sure you click five because when you don't click anything other than five it makes us feel like sad and so we don't want to break up our perfect five star rating through 20 ratings which are all five stars so that's how good this podcast is keep downloading you can find us on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher and tune in um you can also check out our live show at www.sprtscastr.com slash sg sports talk or download the sportscaster app the way i spelled it and follow us at sg sports talk our live show discusses a lot of nfl but other sports too basically all sports not as much fantasy but we will call games play by play. We do weekly sports talk shows. We've done a lot of trivia. Uh, you can, we probably won't be doing trivia for a little while, but you can go into the catalog and listen to our, all our trivia episodes from this summer. Um, if you have questions for a live show, you can email us at second and goal sports talk at gmail.com. And you can follow our live show on Twitter at SG sports talk for the podcast. If you or actually, if you want to find our uh, sports rankings and articles, you can go to www.tecmohole.com slash author slash Christopher for Chris's articles. And for me, you can go to www.tecmohole.com slash author slash Calvin K. There will most likely be an article out by the time you're listening to this tomorrow on my page. So go check it out. It's going to be about NFL season predictions. Um, if you want to check out our fantasy rankings and articles, you can go to sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. If you have questions for our show, Email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com. And um, I think I might have got it all this time. Oh, no. You got You can follow our – I already said you could follow our live show on Twitter at SG Sports Talk. Follow our podcast on Twitter at SGF Pod. You can follow Chris and I on Twitter, our separate accounts, at Calvin underscore SGF and at Chris underscore SGF. That's it. Oh, that was a fun episode. I like episode Wait, 27. Wait, did, did you do email us? Did I miss that? Yeah, email us is done for both. Okay, nice. I think I've got this down. Let's go. Let's go. It, sometimes, it's not even sometimes, credits. Sometimes we're going to have to set like a goal. Like if we get like five new five-star ratings in a, before our next episode, I will read the credits. <laughs> oh, here we oh, go. Dude. Nobody listens to the end of these though. I feel that's, I have a That's feeling. a problem. That okay, would guys, guys, please, we have 20 ratings on Apple Podcasts right now. If we get 25, Chris has to try the credits. Oh, no. Yeah, Calvin's going to be like, please go Calvin's going to be telling all his I'm going to tweet about it. I will. Yeah. I'll probably tweet about it. Mm-hmm. Follow me oh, at gosh. Calvin. Why did I say that? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Come on, guys. Here, uh, maybe, maybe I'll even put this episode clip out for people just to hear. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.